Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time to talk Blues Hockey with Darren Pang. Holy jump and wow. what a save. Refreshed by Urban Chestnut Brewing Company and their Urban Underdog Lager. Prost. Boom. Welcome back to Spoon Party 101 ESPN. It is our pleasure to welcome to the program the great Darren Pang. Panger, good morning. <laughs> I'm doing very well, thank you. And every time I hear that Urban Urban Underdog Prost, I just, honestly, I feel like cracking one open, but I can't today. You I'm do- in New York. I've got, a, I've got a game tonight on TNT, but otherwise I'd love to have one about, right about now. Yeah, to set, to set the morning off right, I think. You take the edge off. There's no edge for me. <laughs> <laughs> Your questions for Darren Panger. Welcome at 65780. A uh, couple of things I want to make sure we uh, we start off with here. The Blues getting the bad news yesterday regarding Scott Perunovich. Super unfortunate both for the team, of course, but then also for uh, Perunovich that uh, this is now going to keep him out at least six months with uh, surgery. When you were with us last week, Panger, we talked about it and, and talked about how he has gotten the label of being injury-prone, even though going into his time uh, with the Blues, he really hadn't been injury-prone in his hockey career, but now uh, this injury is going to keep him out most likely for the vast majority, if not all, of the 2022-2023 campaign. Uh, what are your thoughts on the situation with Prunovich and then what the Blues may do because of it? Yeah, you know, Tim, I, I, I feel I feel sick to my stomach for the kid. You know, that, that first and foremost. I mean, I think during... During the time that we talk about sports, we talk about athletes, we just kind of roll over injuries. You know, oh, boy, tough luck. The guy blew an ACL out. He's he's done for a year. Oh, tough luck. The guy blew out a shoulder. He's done. And that's how we say it. But, you know, what I think of with with Prunovich is the work that he's put into, how he came into the lineup last year and performed admirably under incredible circumstances with Tory Krug being injured. And we saw something about this kid that made him that second-round draft pick, that made... I, I, re- I recall on the amateur side, Keith Kachuk really going to bat for him, really watching him during his college days. And, and at one point, they thought of taking him in the first round. And, and so I can see why exactly why they spoke and thought highly of him. And so to see this happen so early in the season and to see him go down um, after all the work he's put in, just honestly, it makes me sick to my stomach for him. And uh, obviously, the, the Blues are going to – they'll find a way. You know, they've, they've got another guy that's – Obviously, is a highly paid veteran guy in Tory Krug. They're both smaller left-hand shots, and and so you know Tory somehow at a smaller size, he manages to stay away from these injuries. He's a, you know, he's a maybe maybe doesn't put himself in the same spots. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, but anyway, getting back to it, Prunovich's injury. I know there's some guys out there that are still um, on PTOs around the NHL. Tim, um, they're in training camps but they haven't been signed yet. And I think that's what a guy like Doug Armstrong looks at in his staff. Okay, which guys do we like? Are there six, are there six defensemen out there in the NHL on PTOs right now that haven't been signed? And, and you know, let's, just, let's really watch them carefully. So he sends his pro scouts out, and he says, okay, we've got Perunovic's out. We might need to maybe shore up, even though he's a left-hand shot, he often played the right side. Um, maybe we want to shore up the right side to make sure we've got depth there. So it, it just... I don't think time is of the essence to add anything to this roster because I think they've got enough depth. But as you look at the rosters getting finalized, I think that's when you can really 
go down the list of some of the veteran guys and say, do we like this guy enough to offer him a one-year deal? Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the case, Tim, then it wouldn't surprise me on opening night or a week later or what what have you that that Doug Armstrong has added a little bit to the to the cupboard on the on the on the blue line to make sure that he doesn't run into any troubles with any other injuries. Darren Pang with us here every Wednesday on Balloon Party, uh, and we welcome you to send in your text at six five seven eight zero presented by Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, the Blues, granted, it's it's preseason, so you you take it with a grain of salt, and that's what Jeremy Rutherford was tweeting last night. But uh, Jake Neighbors. Uh, was looking really good last night, he said, and obviously this is a big preseason for him. Uh, what are your thoughts on on Neighbors and what he has done so far and his uh, potential this year? Well, I, I would say he's making it very difficult for the management and the coaching staff to, to send him down to the American Hockey League. Um, you know, what you can ask for a player is to show up and be stronger than you were last year, be more alert in drills and the uh, details of the game, even than you were last year. Um, he's coming off a great major junior year where they went to the Memorial Cup. And I know because I was on a team that went to the Memorial Cup, and that's a long season, and that really prepares you for this year. He could have played the World Junior, um, but he, he wanted to take care of that shoulder injury that he had, so he came here to St. Louis. I mean, the kid has done everything right. And there's, you know, I mean, it's no surprise that, that his uh, mentor is, is – um, is Braden Shen because you can see a lot of his game and you can see a lot of the, the things that Braden does game in and game out that Jake Neighbors has taken from him. So bottom line is he's making it difficult to decide. Um, I guess at the end of the day, would it hurt him to start out in the American Hockey League, even if it's for a couple of months? No, it wouldn't hurt him whatsoever. Um, um, so, but at this particular point, um, very, very good camp. Um, serviceable Tim he, he can do it all he's like you on the on the radio side I mean he can do it all nice. you know very nice Jackson Seri- could you clip that you know, off and just serious, send it to me yeah yeah, yeah just <laughs> Jackson make sure you put that I mean you want you want to you want a funny guy you, you got it Tim you want a serious guy you got it you nice. want Walter Cronkite you got that thank okay, you you want a bad golfer you got that whoa, I mean, you got whoa, whoa, whoa what happened right there right I at the end it. I caught something I dumped it thank you we dumped out of that we felt like that might have been an FCC situation we just, so we caught that before it, before it got uh, uh, we're getting a bunch of texts including Panger is the best which I'm still reading because of that unfortunate comment right there at the end uh, we also we also have this one hey Panger with losing Perron's one timer from the half wall on the power play do you see someone like Thomas or Cairo taking those shots now or having a different approach altogether to generate those high scoring chances that comes from Phil and he is in Swansea. Well, number one, you, you, on that side, I like the way David Perron. He he did, he did a lot of great work with that power play. I, I mean, off the ice and the way he thinks the game and the way the, the power play sort of did it went through that side of the ice. And every time the other team wanted to pay so much attention to that side of the ice, then they found Tarasenko, who's a left hand shot on on the opposite side. So, can the Blues get Jordan Cairo to fire the puck from that side? I mean, he, he's the right-hand shot. He's got a very good shot. It's not the same as David Perron. Um, but, you know, David Perron went through stages of his career as well. When he had to, I remember when he had to tweak a stick, the length of it, the, 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 basically the flex of it, the curve of it. And not until he went to, for me, when he went to Vegas, he really figured things out. So what I'm saying is if it doesn't work early for, for Jordan Cairo, it doesn't mean it's not going to work at all. But uh, I would say Robert Thomas is more of the distributor, but I still like him on that side as well, being on the half boards because he can make a play through the seams. Um, you have Bushnevich that, you know, likes – well, he can go anywhere, but he's a left-hand shot, so it doesn't work out for a one-timer. So I would say the one player for me that would slide in there would, would be 
would certainly be Jordan Cairo. Uh, for Panger from the 636, uh, how has our backup goalie looked? I'm not sold on the goalie situation. That is from the 636. Of course, a new netminder this year uh, with Huso gone, Thomas Grice in there. Uh, what are you seeing slash hearing on him in the early going? Well, Thomas Grice is an absolute pro. So I, I know there's probably some concerns because if you look at numbers last year and the year before are aberrations. I mean, he went to Detroit signed a two-year deal. Um, they didn't have much of a defensive system. You know, they're a team that's on the rise, but it's not even close to being, you know, in the system of the, of the St. Louis Blues or before that with the New York Islanders that played really, really tight. So I, I would have to say, don't worry about Thomas Grice. He's an unbelievable guy. He's, I think he's going to also um, put some ease to, to, to Jordan Binnington. You know, I, I remember in my time being with a goaltender that was of my age, and you're both battling for the locker room. You're both battling for the, you know, playing time. And there's a true competition going on with, and that was Huso and, and with Jordan Binnington. And, you know, there was times where Huso won that over, whether it was on the ice, in the locker room, whatever it might be, personality-wise. And, and then there's times where Binnington won it over. Well, I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a, a great setup for both because Grace knows his seat on the bus. And he's a quiet, true pro that just works hard. And he knows... He knows when it's his time to, to step up a little bit, and he knows when it's time to pat the, pat Bennington on the butt. Um, and by the way, because we're with Urban Chestnut and they've got the Oktoberfest in the Grove, I'll talk about that a little later on, we should send Thomas Grice there. He's oh, a German guy. Wow. I mean, how does it not work that we send a goalie and uh, over there to Oktoberfest? Anyway, that's another story. Another time like we'll get into that idea, later on. Though. That sounds like a perfect yeah. idea. Uh, Panger, I want to get your opinion on the Blues announcing the St. Louis Blues Hall of Fame. I think it's a wonderful idea. Uh, Chris Kerber was saying that it was something that they uh, had been talking about doing, and COVID put a little bit of a delay on. But uh, I'm super excited about it, and I think it's a wonderful idea. As the Blues community has such a connection with, with former players here. Uh, your thoughts on the St. Louis Blues and the new St. Louis Blues Hall of Fame? I, think it's fan- I do think it's fantastic as well. And I, I said the other day that in my tenure as a broadcaster, of the players that were on the ice for, with me in, in so far in my 14 years, I mean, my my votes are two guys that are that are truly um, speak the game, you know, the way the Blues want it spoken, and that's Alexander Steen and, and Barrett Jackman, um, and and also another guy that I've been involved with that I hope he gets some love in here, um, and and you know him real well. I mean, running the alumni, being with the organization for over 30 years, I'm still in the front office, and that's Bruce Affleck. Yeah. I don't think he gets nearly enough love for all he's done. And the Hall of Fame certainly is everything. It's character. It's, it's, it's building. It's what you've done in the community. It's being a player for a long period of time. And uh, I think old number four deserves a, deserves a nod to, to if not right now, but he deserves a nod to get into that Hall of Fame for sure. Longtime ambassador for the Blues. Mm-hmm. You're, you're exactly right. All right, final question, and this comes from uh, Tim in South St. Louis. <laughs> Uh, Panger, uh, <laughs> me, uh, Jackson, Doug Vaughn, Kenneth Iggy Strode, and Darren the Plowhawk Atkins are scheduled to take on Chris Nagel. Uh, the five of us against him. Uh, we will be scrambling <laughs> against his ball at Meadowbrook. Uh, the date, Ooh. this, the, and we'll all be playing the tips. Uh, it'll be match play. Uh, we wanted your analysis on this as to uh, the likelihood of us shocking the world and defeating Chris Nagel. Well, well, number one, Todd's the bartender at Meadowbrook, and uh, he's a tall, bald guy. And you might as well just go right from the first tee uh, to the 19th hole. 
um, settle in there. He, he actually has Urban Underdog, and he's got Swickle on, on tap. Just, just, just kind of sit there and have a couple of pops and just – and watch Chris Nagel hit the golf ball because you guys stand no chance in hell of beating him. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Jackson, That's how it. does that make you feel? Jackson said he thought you would would give us some encouraging words, and I said I think Panger's going to say we have no chance. I mean, we got okay, that competitive fire. <laughs> we can have all the fire in the what, world if you don't have the you, talent. <laughs> unless you guys are getting two shots a hole from the back tees, and Meadowbrook did it. The restoration that they did was fantastic, and they've added – Ooh, they've added some yards, especially on 18 to the, that back tee, and 16's already a bear. So unless you guys are getting two shots a hole at those ones there, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say this because I'm a really positive guy. But I'm I, listen, I was at the club the other day, and all the boys were coming, and I was playing afterwards, and Chris Nagel shot 62 with the guys and lost money. That's, that's what he told I talked to I talked to him that night, Panger, and he told me I shot yeah. 62 and I lost 40 bucks. i got to find a different game. <laughs> well, I think he just found it with you guys. <laughs> yeah, he did. This will make him feel better. <laughs> well, the course, hey, listen, the course is in phenomenal shape. Phenomenal shape. So uh, I think it's, if it's not known as a hidden gem, I certainly believe it is. It's a great golf course in the, in, in the area. It is phenomenal, and we're looking forward to absolutely destroying it. Uh, so that will, be, uh, that will be sometime in the next week or two. Panger, we are uh, always grateful for your time. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again next week. It's, it's always my pleasure, especially when Jackson chimes in a little bit. Okay, <laughs> my man. There Thank you, is. Panger. Thanks, Panger. Okay, bud.